Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. You're listening to the Engaging Missions Radio Show. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Radio Show, your home for inspiration and encouragement from missionaries around the world. Join us each week to hear what God is doing and to learn how you can be involved wherever you are in whatever God has called you to do. Whether you're a full-time missionary or are called into the marketplace, you have a home here. We're all in this together. Okay, let's get started. I'm really happy to have Darius Walker with me today. Darius is a missionary and the author of Be a Fully Funded Missionary and Money for Missionaries. I do need to say that Darius Walker is a pen name that he's chosen to use for security reasons. I first learned of Darius while looking for some fundraising ideas for a couple friends of mine in uh, in Kenya and in Australia. Uh, When I found Be a Fully Funded Missionary, I checked it out and recommended that they check it out too. This is This is not just a book. This is a complete guide to raising funds for long-term missions. Okay, Darius, I've given a little introduction. Now, why don't you take a minute and tell us a little about yourself and your ministry? We want to get to know you personally. Yeah. um, Well, like you said, I I do serve in a uh, security-sensitive part of the world, uh, doing a uh, church planning work in an unreached part of the world. Uh, so that's why I have a pen name because I can't really have uh, my real name uh, on the internet connected with the type of work that we're doing in this, I guess, security sensitive part of the world. So that's that's why I have a, um, a pen name. Uh, but along the way, I've also created BeAFullyFundedMissionary.com and um, lots of other uh, um several resources there because um, a lot of missionaries were coming to me and talking to me asking, Hey, you know, how did you get your fundraise? How did that work out for you? It seemed like it's gone really well for you. And so instead of, you know, (laughs) trying to tell people over and over and write emails, I decided here, I'll just put this website together, put this resource together, and then people can put their, get their hands on it and, and put it into practice. Um, it is unique in that it focuses on um, raising missionary support, uh, mostly from churches. Um, and so it's a little unique in that there's other really good resources, and a lot of them focus on raising support from individuals. And uh, be a fully funded missionary focuses uh, more on the church's aspect of it, um, you know. But I I love to provide other resources along the way for missionaries on the blog as well. So I guess there's kind of two aspects there. There's my um, church planning work here, and then also the uh, website be a fully funded missionary dot com, uh, which is really kind of a a side gig that I have going right now. 
Thanks, Darius. I'm I'm actually really glad that you mentioned the blog, and I'm going to go ahead and recommend that if you're listening to this and you're a missionary, or if you love a missionary, that maybe you go check out that blog. Um, there have been a, a few really interesting posts recently. Uh, I've not been following it for all that long, but I've I've definitely sound, seen some stuff that made me think, and I, I think that uh, I think that'll be valuable for you all as well. Um, and that's going to move us on to the next part, Darius. Thank you so much. Now that we know a little bit about you. Can you share with us a scripture or maybe a motivational quote, something that's been really meaningful to you, and then share how that uh, that scripture or that quote has really shaped your behavior? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, uh, one thing I think about a lot that is kind of a, a lot of quotes put together is, is simply um, one step at a time. And, you know, that's really a lot of several bits of wisdom and quotes, you know, whether it's don't worry about tomorrow, be a faithful steward of what you've got, put one foot in front of another, um, you know, the long obedience in the same direction. I think Eugene Peterson's credited with that. Um, you know, just just the basic idea that, you know, just one little step at a time um, or, you know, I, you also hear, you know, every journey or marathon, you know, starts with just one step. And so it's just that one step in, um, in, uh, you know, I've, I've, that's been very helpful for me and I've been able to apply that in ministry, especially in learning, uh, language, um, because that, that is boy, just such a tough task going someplace completely different and starting from scratch, basically trying to learn, uh, a totally new language and um it can be really overwhelming and it can feel like you're not getting anywhere uh, sometimes you'll feel like you're going backwards um you know but if you put in some time every day you know eventually you'll get good at it and you know i found it's it's been helpful to have a good uh kind of checkpoint every month or so because you know a lot of times you don't feel like you're getting anywhere but if you're doing that, you know, just step by step, step by step, when you reach that checkpoint, you kind of realize, hey, you know what? There is progress being made here. Uh, so, for example, one thing I like to do is just kind of notice how it is when I pay my landlord, you know, because I see him, you know, once a month to pay the rent. And that's pretty much all I ever see him. So it, that kind of gives me a monthly checkpoint where I can say, wow, you know, I understood him better than I did last month. And I was able to talk a little bit better than I was last month with my landlord. Um, so that's kind of how I've been putting that step-by-step uh, concept into practice. Um, and then for, you know, also for be a fully funded missionary, um, you know, I am not an internet expert or, you know, good at coding or, uh, anything really computer technology, internet, uh, related. And so it's just kind of like, you know, what? I'm just going to throw it out there and I just slowly change it and improve the website and, you know, the materials, you know, I, you know, I, you know, from the technical end, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. It's just, I'm slowly learning bit by bit. And, uh, you know, it's been up more than a year, maybe a year and a half now. And, you know, it's, it's getting to be more like kind of what you envision when you start, when you kind of want to 
create something and make something that you're proud of, you know, just step by step. It's getting better. It's getting better. And we'll hopefully serve people better and better as I improve it just a little bit by little bit. That's uh, that's great. Uh, two excellent stories of how you've definitely put one foot in front of the other. Now we're going to move on to, to the next section. Um, we know that not everybody's life and actually nobody's life is always just you know, puppies and kittens and happy thoughts. Uh, so as we get a, get a little bit further into our time together, I'd like to hear a story about a time in your journey when you encountered a significant challenge or a failure, uh, maybe something related to learning language, maybe something completely different, uh, a time when you really had to dig down deep to overcome something. Uh, just take us to that time in your life and tell us that story, share, and then share with us the, the lessons you learned from that. Yeah, I, I can think of a time... And, and it goes back to when uh, I was uh, raising funds to, to first get to the missions field. And, uh, you know, I can laugh about it a little bit now, but it still kind of makes me, you know, feel bad about it when I think about it sometimes. And uh, so I, I was visiting with a, uh, a potential uh, supporting church, and I had shared uh, just – um, a little bit briefly about um, there's this opportunity to use this kind of business platform for the ministry. Um, and it was something that was, hey, it was just a potential. Here's something that could maybe work in the future that uh, I think maybe my supervisor was kind of telling me about. So it wasn't concrete yet, but it was it was a possibility. Well, one guy at lunch, he started telling me how um, how it wouldn't work. You know, and, and for the reasons why that uh, business platform wouldn't work. Um, now, you know, I knew a lot more about uh, missions work and ministry in that part of the world. Um, and I had heard about this possibility, you know, from my supervisor, who was a good source. And, you know, usually I'm a lot more knowledgeable <laughs> about, you know, missions work in that part of the world um, than the average you know, the average American, you know, everybody else in the room, really. And, you know, I think basically I didn't, I didn't like him telling me why this idea wouldn't work. And, you know, I don't, I don't remember exactly how I responded to it, but, um, you know, I don't get a good feeling when I recall the episode, you know, I don't know if I felt really defensive or, or what, but I, you're know, like, maybe I just blew him off a little bit. Um, or brushed off his suggestions. Um, well, okay, so it comes out, I found out like a year later, uh, I think maybe I heard from my supervisor again, he kind of, this is a whole year later, um, and uh, after we had gotten to the missions field, and he was kind of offhandedly explaining why that previous idea didn't work or like why they didn't pursue that anymore. And it was for the exact same reasons that guy had been talking about, you know? <laughs> so I was like, Oh, I guess that guy maybe knew what he was talking about. Um, and yeah. And so, gosh, you know, that relationship with that, that person who had given good insight and good information, you know, I had kind of set that relationship back. Um, and so I've had to learn from that, that, you know, I don't have to be the expert 
you know, and it can be really tempting to try to come across as the expert when you're, you know, raising support and, you know, you want people to give their hard earned money and their, their time to devote and praying for you. And, um, you know, you really want to come across as an expert and competent and you know what you're doing. Um, but you know, I've learned that, Hey, there's other people that I can definitely learn a lot from. Man, there's there is just so much in that story. Um, I I know for myself, and I think probably just about anybody can relate to that uh, experience of looking back over your life and seeing that that moment where you just wish that you had you know treated somebody differently or had you know done something differently. Um, can can you take that story? Maybe come up with uh, sort of one one clear lesson that you that you took away from that. Um, you know, to be humble and always be willing to learn, um, from somebody else, uh, you know, always be willing to learn, uh, from, from somebody else. Um, and you know, that kind of basic concept has, has, you know, <laughs> has come up a lot cause you'll meet a lot of different types of people when you're, uh, trying to raise support. Um, and you'll come across yeah, just different types of people and maybe people you wouldn't expect who would have good things to say or encouraging things to say or good insight, but to keep that humble attitude and say, hey, you know what? I've definitely got something I can learn uh, from this person. Wow, that is that is such a killer insight. I'll always be willing to learn from somebody else. Um, that's great. Um, I'd like to move on to the, the next little part. Can you can you share with us a story of one time when God really came through, whether it's something where your back was against the wall and you needed a breakthrough, maybe you were praying for somebody else. Um, we're just looking to hear a story of God's faithfulness. At, you know, one point in my missionary career, um, I was really on the brink of leaving the missions field. Um, I mean, there's just uh, so many tough things going on. Um, discouragement was really high. It was a bad time. And, you know, just why why continue being miserable? Um, you know, why continue feeling just kind of depressed and discouraged all the time? Um, yeah, it was it was just really tough. And, you know, uh, you know, then feeling bad for putting my family through all of that. Um yeah. So anyways, that was our situation. I, you know, I really felt like, Hey, we were on the brink of just leaving the missions field and just doing something totally different, um, back in the United States. Um, but what happened was, uh, you know, I was just reading through, um, Paul's letters in the new Testament, just kind of, um, trying to, um, read with, uh, a lot of breath, you know, just take in a lot and, you know, do more detailed study later, but just try to take in a lot, uh, you know, so reading lots of chapters or maybe even whole letters of Paul, uh, you know, in one sitting and, um, and I was just, you know, I was really down, really discouraged, like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this, even if I don't really feel like doing it. And, you know, I was just struck so many times, um, uh, just, with the, you know, the incredible good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, and so, okay, hey, if this good news is that good, you know, I can know that in retrospect with the proper perspective, even if, 
uh, you know, my life as a missionary seems miserable now, it will all be worth it. You know, no, no matter what, you know, horrific thing I could imagine happening to us, if all those things were to happen, it would all be worth it. And I would absolutely have no regrets about it. Um, and that, you know, that was just something the Lord did through his word in my heart that was really right where we are on the brink of, you know, leaving the missions field. Man, I, I like that story for so many reasons. Um, not the least of which is I think sometimes the way God comes through that, um, maybe doesn't seem like it's, um, super noteworthy, right? Like, uh, you know, we, we look at the, the scriptures and we see signs and wonders and things like that, but it's so easy sometimes to discount that one word from God that says, hang on, this, this is worth it. I'm in control. And that one word, can mm-hmm. be, that one word can so be the thing that sustains us through a tough time. Uh, um, mm-hmm. with, with that, I'd like to move sort of to the other end of the spectrum. You know, we've talked about the challenges and uh, that time when God came through. Um, but there are also times when we have those moments of revelation, those aha moments, those moments where in our hearts and in our minds, something crystallizes and God takes where we are and begins moving things. You know, we spend maybe sometimes weeks, months, years sowing, and then there begins to be a breakthrough. And, and so what I'd like to hear is a, a story about a time in your journey where something like that happened. You know, take us back to that moment and then share with us sort of what happened and what you did going forward. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I guess in, in a nutshell, uh, again, this is, this is back when we were um, raising support is, uh, in a nutshell, you know, I realized that it would be totally fine if we never made it to the missions field. Um, you know, I had been studying and working towards that goal. Um, I already had some financial support, um, you know, but I was stuck and I didn't know if we were ever going to get to that, that level we need to be to, to get overseas, you know? And so I was like, man, would I be letting everybody down that has known that I've been, you know, working towards this goal? I've been on this trajectory for several years. I've been telling them about it, man. Um, you know, but it, it just really struck me that God will carry out his work. You know, he doesn't need me. Uh, you know, I definitely need to be faithful. Um, and, you know, diligent and hardworking, you know, but if the results are something different from what I plan, you know, that's that's totally fine. Uh, you know, I remember uh, one verse that God really used for that was, you know, he who did not spare his own son, how will he not also freely uh, give us all things? And I was like, well, hey, if, wow, God really has given us, you know, all things, I guess I don't need that financial support right now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And eventually God knew that, you know, we do, you know, we did need that financial support and provide it where we're able to go to the missions field. Uh, but just kind of having that peace that, uh, you know, it, it's it's in the Lord's hand. And if I don't make it to the missions field, um, you know, it's 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 not the end of the world, you know. Um, and, and, you know, consequently, I just had, a, you know, much greater peace and uh, confidence as I raised support, you know, I was totally fine. If people didn't want to support us, you know, I didn't try to 
uh, perfect everything. You know, overall, I think I probably did work harder and work smarter, worked better. You know, but I wasn't. I you know I wasn't weighed down uh, by uh, you know trying to prove myself or feeling worried. Uh, you know about all the what ifs. You know, it was, it was just really freeing, basically. And that is that's great. Um, I'd like to now move to the present day. Uh, like to hear a little bit about what's going on in your ministry. Uh, maybe something right now that's really exciting you in your ministry. Yeah, I, it's hard for me. I can't share, you know, too specifically um, uh, just because of where we're at. But, um, you know, one thing that uh, is, is really exciting, and I, you know, I think sometimes I'm starting to take it for granted. So I'm glad you asked me this, is that uh, uh, the team I work with is uh, just awesome. You know, I love my coworkers. I love everybody I work with. And you know, sometimes I forget how hard it can be to work when, you know, maybe you don't get along with your coworkers the best. You know, um, I think in all my previous kind of work experiences, you know, there was always somebody that maybe you didn't get along the best or you didn't have the best, uh, you know, fit personality wise or, um, you know, or I, I'm sure, you know, a lot of your listeners have, you know, outright, you know, animosity and fights, you know, or, you know, they have coworkers that really do dislike them despite their best efforts or whatever. Uh, you know, that's the reality of working life. And so, man, I'm just, I'm just excited that I have, I'm on a great team. You know, I'm so thankful for that. I love my, you know, my boss, my supervisor and, you know, the other guys I'm working with. Um, and I'm just so pumped about that. And, so I guess kind of also as an encouragement, you know, for, you know, if people are listening and are interested in going to the missions field, um, you know, really, you know, really ask questions and do the best you can to get to know the people that you will be working with. Um, because that, that working relationship you have will be really key, um, as you're with them overseas and, you know, don't be afraid before and ask questions about, okay, you say we're a team, you know, what, what does that really mean? Does that just mean we're in the same place geographically? You know, um, how do we support each other? How do we care for each other? How do we hold each other accountable? You know, and, 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 and do ask those things so that, um, you, you really increase the odds of, um, having really great coworkers. Um, and of course, nobody's perfect. No organization is perfect. Um, but I'll tell you what, like, I mean, I just, I love my team. I love working with them. So that's, that's one thing that uh, I'm just excited about right now. It's uh, it's great that you mentioned that. Uh, it reminded me of a conversation I had with uh, a missionary named Kirk, who's in Guatemala. And he said that of the, of the new people who are going out on the missions field that feel called to missions for the rest of their lives or until, you know, until they die, basically, um, most of them don't actually stay that long. And the number one reason they leave is because they can't get a, get along with their teammates. And so it, speak, mm. it speaks mm. so highly of, of you and of the team that you're with um, that you're able to do that. Um, I think that's a real work of God. So I, I, I'm glad you shared that. Um, 
And I'd like to, you know, one of the things I'd emailed you about was getting a little bit of practical advice. Uh, I know that over the years you've worked with a number of different missionaries in terms of communication and the resources that you've put together already. If, um, if there was somebody who was already supporting a missionary, either financially or in prayer, but they really wanted to take it to the next level, what's one thing that you would say, hey, you could start doing this today and that would make the, make the difference in a missionary's life? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have a, I have a few ideas and, and, you know, first of all, um, that, you know, giving financially and praying is, you know, so important, you know, um, I mean, that's your, that's your hard earned dollars that you could be using on lots of other things, you know? And so, Hey, don't take it for granted that you're giving and you're praying. That's, you know, and you're taking time to pray instead of using that time for other things, you know, that's, that's huge. Um, but you know, I, I've thought of a few things that, um, have kind of really been encouraging for me that others have done for me is, uh, you know, you can email that missionary and say something like this, say, you know, I'm going to pray for you every day for the next X number of days, you know, three days, seven days, whatever. And, you know, I'm going to write out that prayer for you. I'm going to email it to you uh, each day for the next week or whatever you decide, you know. And then so you simply pray those things and and you write it out, maybe include, you know, the scriptures that you're praying from and and email it to them. And then in their inbox, they just have, you know, a paragraph or so of, um, hey, so-and-so, this is what I'm praying for you from this scripture, Um, you know, but, you know, it's, it's a prayer to the Lord. And they're able to read that. And it's like wow, that's awesome. That person is taking that time and, and praying these things for me and my ministry, my family. Um, you know, or another thing is, uh, you know, depending on the situation, maybe on, uh, maybe on Skype or depending on the phone situation, you know, you can leave a voicemail for them. You know, it's like, Hey, I'm going to leave a, a prayer for you that I'm just going to pray for you. And, uh, when you have a chance to check in, um, you know, listen to my prayer for you. That can be such a huge encouragement because, uh, you know, sometimes missionaries can feel a little bit alone over here and forget that there's so many people uh, back in the States who care for us, support us, and and really want to see the Lord uh, work through us. You know, whereas here we kind of feel like we just see a lot of, you know, a lot of opposition and challenges and struggles and, and so it's really great to just be reminded um, that, hey, people are, you know, really caring for you, praying for you. Um, and, you know, another thing is, uh, you know, as a supporter, you can just say, you know, I'm going to try to find one more supporter for this this missionary that I love. You know, just um, maybe that'd be a friend or a relative and just be like, next time I have coffee with them, next time I have lunch with them. I'm going to tell them about this missionary that, you know, I've been partnering with and tell them about him and say, Hey, you know what? Um, maybe you should think about, you know, maybe getting their prayer letter, uh, supporting them financially. Um, and also a big thing too, is if, um, you know, if you're in some sort of discipleship relationship is, 
you know, if you're discipling somebody younger than you or whatever, is really talk specifically about, hey, you know, I am financially supporting this missionary. I'm praying for them. And you need to be doing that yourself. Um, you know, because sometimes money is kind of a taboo subject. And, you know, you just need, you know, you need somebody to tell you specifically, hey, here's how you should be spending your time and your money, um, uh, you know, as a Christian. Um, gosh, so I think maybe that's three things I gave you, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully people can pick out something that they can do, um, today, um, uh, for their missionaries. I wish you could see me right now. I'm grinning from ear to ear. Um, uh, for those who are listening to this, um, this has been my experience with Darius, um, so far. Darius goes above and beyond. Um, and, you know, this is just another example of, of that. I ask for one three thing, and we get three amazing ideas, um, two of which are just to take what you're already doing and just make sure that you let them know, you know that, that maybe a voicemail of a prayer or an email of a prayer. That, that is such a great idea. Thank you so much for sharing that, Darius. Um, with, with that, I'd like to go ahead and transition to what I'm calling the speed round. This is where we're going to go through a, a series. Ooh, okay. <laughs> we're going to go through a series of questions very quickly, um, but there's no buzzer or anything. So if you want to take a minute with an answer, it's not a problem at all. Um, and you'll just come back with, with your amazing answers. Okay. Sound good? Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. What's the best advice you've ever received? You know, this wasn't advice that I received personally or anything. It was from a, it was a talk um, uh, by a New Testament professor, a pretty well-known guy, D.A. Carson. And, uh, and it was basically um, good preaching teaches others how to study the Bible. Uh, now, you know, I, you know, I don't do like, where in my setting here, I don't do preaching from a pulpit. Uh, you know, sometimes in the States I do, but that's kind of something I've really taken to heart, not just say preaching, you know, from a pulpit, but, uh, you know, doing Bible studies or, uh, you know, sharing scripture with people or, you know, anything is how, how I'm doing this. Is that going to help people learn to study the Bible for themselves? You know, because my goal is really not to, uh, you know, try to make them think I'm smart or like show off like, hey, I know some Greek and Hebrew, um, you know, because if you do that the wrong way, then people get the idea is like, oh, unless I know Greek and Hebrew, I can't really understand my Bible. You know, don't get me wrong. I, I love, you know, Greek and Hebrew. And I think, you know, people should definitely learn it and take advantage of those tools. Um, but I definitely don't want people to feel like, you know, if they don't know those things that they can't understand their Bible. So, you know, if I do a Bible study, you know, I want people coming away saying like, oh, you know what? I could, uh, you know, I could look at the uh, repeated words and ideas and themes and I could kind of figure out the, you know, main line of argument in that passage. And I could figure out the main point and how the sub points support that main point. And, you know, uh, hey, I can do that myself, you know. And that's that's kind of a, a piece of advice that was you know given for preaching, but I, I think it's something that I've tried to put into um, practice for you know any sort of ministry that I'm doing. What's one meaningful thing that someone did to encourage, support, or to help you? You know, uh, one meaningful thing was you know we were at this kind of 
point where, you know, we were trying to raise support, but, you know, trying to do that while working at the same time, trying to get the bills paid, but the support really wasn't coming in fast enough for us to be able to pay the bills. So, you know, somebody we knew from church gave us a large personal gift of several thousand dollars that really helped us just make ends meet, you know, for a, uh, for a short period of time so that we could focus uh, on uh, raising the support um, instead of, you know, maybe taking up a part-time job or whatever. Uh, and that was a huge blessing. That's great. Can you share with us one of your personal habits that you strongly believe contributes to your success? You know, I I like to read a lot. Um, and, you know, I, as I've gotten older, I've, I've learned that there are actually people who don't read, which I just I'm like, what? You don't read? I thought like everybody reads. Um, yeah, so I like uh, I like to read, um, and, and and I think that's a huge help. You know, I, I do like to dip into like kind of different areas that are, you know, maybe unrelated or a little bit off the wall and kind of see if I can make connections across different things. But, um, you know, just reading a little bit basically every day. Sometimes a lot some days, but, you know, a little bit every day can really add up, make a difference. It really can. Do you have an, uh, an internet resource that you can share with our listeners? You know, I've uh, recently started using an app called Lyft, uh, which is kind of uh, for uh, making habits. And uh, so I've, I've used that when I just want to... Uh, you know, be working on something regularly, like writing something regularly, you know, you can do a habit that's like, Hey, I want to write a thousand words a day. And that app will help you kind of check in and and keep on track with building that habit. Um, and actually I, this week or maybe next week, I want to start, um, like just a habit of doing a little bit of exercise each day. Uh, so that's something pretty cool that uh, I've been using a little bit and I've been looking to use, uh, a little bit more. That's great. And for those who are listening, uh, that Lyft app, I'll make sure that we go ahead and put that in the in the show notes uh, to so that you can you can just click on through and uh, and and find that out. Check it out for yourselves, uh, Darius. What's what's one book that you would recommend to our listeners? So one book I've uh, thought a lot about. I think I read about a year or so ago, and I've thought about it quite a bit since then, off and on, so it's really kind of kept my interest, is a book called Anti-Fragile by, I uh, can't remember his name right now, by the same guy who wrote uh, The Black Swan. And it's really interesting. It's uh, basically about how uh, some things through uh, disorder, through adversity, actually improve and get better. So it kind of touches on a lot of interesting things in life. Uh, like raising kids, uh, letting them be exposed to a little bit of adversity, lots of different things. So it's a really uh, interesting read, really fun. And yeah, I don't know if fun's the right word, but it is definitely really interesting and, and gives you a different perspective on how to uh, look at things. So yeah, pick up Anti-Fragile, be a good read. Anti-Fragile. Uh, I've actually heard that recommended before. So uh, thank you for the reminder. And uh, for those listening, cool, I'll- cool. Yeah, and for those listening, I'll be sure to link up to that too, just to, you know, so you can go check that out, um, you know, pick it up, read it, apply it to your lives. Darius, I got one last question. Imagine with me for just a second that you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new country, you didn't know anybody, 
you still have all the experience and knowledge that you have. Your family's there with you and your food and shelter are covered. But all you have is a laptop and $500. What do you do in the next seven days? I would get out in the neighborhood and, you know, make my face seen and be the friendly, you know, the best I could uh, right away. You know, that way neighbors, businesses, you know. All these new people, since I just kind of got dropped in there, would know that I, as a you know, an outsider, a foreigner, or whatever, you know, I'm not going to hide and isolate myself. I'm there to to uh, get to know you, be friendly, and you know, I would start learning the language. You know, you, that's something you cannot take for granted. You know, maybe I'd encounter somebody who knows a little bit of English, and I could start getting lessons from them, or I could use hand gestures the best I could, but. That 500 bucks would go a long ways to pay for some language lessons in many parts of the world. Um, so, yeah, I would kind of, you know, hit the pavement, uh, you know, make an idiot out of myself, trying to be friendly and do the best I can to communicate to learn language. That's great. Um, one of the things I so love about that is that's uh, actually something that we can do uh, back home, so to speak, too. You know, there's we're surrounded by people that we do know. We're surrounded by people that we do speak the language, uh, at least more or less. Uh, we can get out there and meet people too. Um, yeah, that, that's a that's a great insight. Uh, we are almost done. Um, would you share with us just one last piece of advice or guidance, and then the best way for us to um, to get in touch with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. You know, um, you know, I recommend for people to you know just take a risk for the kingdom. You've ultimately you've got nothing to lose. You know, if you're younger and you're looking into a career, say, uh, you know, maybe a computer program or accounting. You know, you know, maybe there's a firm that has a branch overseas, maybe in an unreached part of the world. You know, give it a shot. What have you got to lose? You know, if you're looking for an internship, try one overseas. Uh, try studying abroad or, or teaching abroad. You know, just you know, think a little bit out of the box and maybe take a risk. You know, again, ultimately you've got nothing to lose. In terms of getting in touch with me, to connect with me, really go to be a fully funded missionary.com. Join the newsletter. Also, I've got the first draft completed of uh, the next little book I want to put out called Called or Crazy your questions about becoming a missionary answered. Um, and if you just dropped me an email and said, hey, I heard you uh, talking to Brian, uh, you know, could you send me that first draft of that book? I'd be glad to send you it. Or by the time you're listening to this, if I already have that book out, let me know. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll send you a copy. Uh, no problem. But, you know, it's kind of the goal of, hey, if you sat down with me over coffee and you wanted to pick my brain about being a missionary, you know, here's what I've got for you. And so, you know, you can go through it. You can read the whole thing if you want, or you can just go to the sections that address the questions that to answer uh, kind of what you're interested in. Um, so that's there. But yeah, just go to the website. Um, feel free to email me. Tell me you, you heard me from uh, talking to Brian. Um, and yeah, that's the best way to connect with me. Be a fully funded missionary.com. That's great. So that that's what... There we have it. I'm I'm a little uh, tongue-tied at the moment. So take a risk for the kingdom. Uh, stop by BeAFullyFundedMissionary.com. And if you're interested, drop Darius uh, an email and let him know that you, you know, that you heard his interview here and that you're interested in that first draft of that book. Um, thank you so much for being mm-hmm. with us, Darius. Um, I, we really appreciate your time and your generosity. You've been 
so amazingly insightful in, in this time that we've had together. Um, I'm really looking to, to hear about the great things that God is doing, um, both in your ministry and in the ministries that you've been touching. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Take care. You too. And that brings our time with Darius Walker to a close. The one thing that keeps ringing in my ears is, take a risk for the kingdom. What do you have to lose? If you missed anything in the interview as you were listening, you can stop by engagingmissions.com slash Darius Walker to find links to all the resources he mentioned in today's episode. And if you liked this, please subscribe in iTunes and leave us an honest rating and review. Your feedback can help make the show better and help get us into the hands and ears of more people. It really helps more than you know. Thanks so much for joining us for the Engaging Missions radio show. May God richly bless you. We'll see you next week.